Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Today I'm making a hot buttered rum because we have Jimmy Famurewa, brilliant food critic. I've actually always wanted to meet him. Mum's met him before. And he's bringing his mum. We haven't had a mum yet. We've been really wanting a mum. Really wanting a mum. So I'm so excited. I really wanted to give her something comforting, warming. I know it is being quite strong. I'm quite strong. I'm making her look a hot buttered rum and it is nice, but it's No, you know what? It's not as strong as it was. We just had the shot when it's it was It's pretty perky. Everyone wants a bit of hot buttered rum. Um, so we do <laughs> measurements, the whole block of butter. And then we added cinnamon, nutmeg, vanilla bean paste, and then, oh my God, like half a block of molasses sugar. And then you heat up the rum, and then you pour the rum and the butter together in a whizzer, and just whizzed it up. And now we're just gonna put it back on the heat, and just so it's nice and warm, nice and toasty for when they come through. A lovely autumn drink. It is not Christmas yet, TV. We've made lamb and prunes, which is a new recipe, isn't it, Deli? Yes, it is. It's a brand new recipe for us. So it's lamb sealed off and loads of onions and oh. prunes and tomato and lovely spices. Um, and then it's got a little bit of duppy share rum in there. We're going to finish it with duppy share rum and butter. Because I like the butter and the rum. These two words are making me happy today, so <laughs> that's what's happening. And then here, this is an un roast onion stock. We're making a roast onion... Fungi. Fungi is like Caribbean polenta, basically. Uh, like a stiff polenta. And then we're gonna uh, turn it. It's called turning the fungi. Put it in a bowl with a little bit of butter and you throw it around like this. Throw it around. And then you make like a little ball and then you eat that with a prune, lamb prune stew. And then we've got roast cabbage. Well, it's actually pan-seared and then just gently sautéed down a bit. It's in the oven now. And then I've made a dressing with um, really fancy creme fraiche that is just unbelievably delicious. Almond milk, green chilli um, and some fresh herbs. And then we're going to top that with these macerated red onions and spring onion. Oh, 
panic. Right she's been having to go on my parking. <laughs> Why did I drive? Why didn't we get a taxi? Oh, we really was he annoying? So was he just nice nice me? Lovely to meet so I've made us uh, something very special, guys. Amazing. This wow. is a hot buttered rum. Wow. Yes. Just a little. Yes. Worry, there's also non-alcoholic. There's also uh, yeah. tea. There's <laughs> That's also so tea. funny. I was like, oh, I know that like you're really into your tinctures. Yeah. And <laughs> this is going to be some like mushroom <laughs> shine. I'm happy that my reputation. This is going to like really like get us going. And it's like fully rum. Well, this is just. We're going to get loads. This is cosy, yes. toasty cuddle yeah, for yeah. us to use. So Amazing. A little bit wow. Thank you so much. And, really we, and then we, we can get a taxi, too. can't we, Mark? Yeah, you can get a taxi. Yes. It's a cosy, toasty, quite oh, strong. Amazing. It's like ginger Perfect and rum time of the year. butter, yeah. spiced oh, butter. Wow. Does Jimmy bring you, so you to people's homes for dinner often? Do you get taken out by Jimmy for lunch often? Yes, he Good. takes me out, but not to homes. Not to no, homes. I don't think we've been to somewhere no, else. No, we haven't so been to quite, any home. It's yeah. Quite, yeah, it's quite unusual. It's probably going to take us a while to acclimatise. Well, so. What a beautiful day. Yeah, it Very is nice a day. gorgeous yeah. day. Yeah, Thank yeah, you yeah. for coming. Oh and God, everyone was so blue. Surreal. Oh, check us out. I know. <laughs> yeah. This happens in our life a lot. Yeah. Really? Where the colours coordinate. It's like a sort of synergy thing. I kind of really, really like it. Very often. I'd love to. I'd love to welcome you to our oh, table. Thank yes. you so much. Welcome to the table. Oh, cheers. Thank, thank you. A little so teacup. Nice. Sorry about the giant microphone. Thank oh, you for bringing your mother. We're very West London. We're from um, Labrick Grove, yeah. Portobello. That's where my mum brought me up. Um, but I've always been really interested in South. I, I, I was thinking of moving there last year. Just convinced that there's some really nice guys in South London. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I think I, I, as somebody who's from South, South yeah. London, yeah. Going to agree? I think that's absolutely right. <laughs> We're mom, great guys. What would you say? I'm not from South London. <laughs> yeah. she's, right. she's not from right. South right. London. No, really. I was born in. I was born yes. in. I was born in North London. I wanted to talk to you about um, what the London that you first came to. What, what, what part of London you were first mm. in? Oh, we were in Northwest, isn't it? Yeah. In Asia, Wembley. Yeah. Then um, I always liked the greenery, so we moved to Chatham. Chatham, is that Very quite long. suburban? That's in Kent. In Kent, yes, yeah, yes like right deep, in the deep, deep, deep Kent. Deep, so, yeah. so I wonder Kent if... Countryside, wow. Yeah, there, there might have been crossover or similarities with Suffolk then. I got to Suffolk when I was 10. Right, wow. So I got to Suffolk in like 73. Mm. So that I was there. Oh I know it was rough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, do you ever, I wonder, do you ever feel a bit of protectiveness about your upbringing when people... Because I remember I'd say to people even like where I went to school, like Bexley Heath and like South East London, well, suburban, like suburbia. I'd be like, yeah, I grew up in Bexley Heath and people would like make this face like, oh my God, you poor thing. Like, <laughs> really, yeah. That my whole childhood was this running battle of, right. you know, intolerance everywhere yes. and things like that. And it's weird because obviously there's an element of that that's true, but I do feel that, you know, where you grow up is where you grow up, isn't it? And so yeah, I feel and like an element of protectiveness over, and, and if you had, you know, 
it wasn't it wasn't always black and white too it wasn't always yeah. black and white it was quite a complicated thing mm. um and i know that when we first got to suffolk uh we because we'd just come from cyprus because my dad was in the RAF. Mm. my they actually said to us do you want to live in london right. or do you want to live in the countryside and yeah. at the time i was like you know 11 or 12 whatever and we and my brother was a year older and 18 months older yeah. than me and we like we want to stay here because we wanted to ride our bikes oh. and run so around it was actually put to you like, yeah it was, it was like a family wow. decision but then three years later <laughs> We, went, we changed our minds, <laughs> and they were like too late. Yeah. Can we remember that choice we made? <laughs> remember that thing Can we you walk said? that back? But but this like when I was listening to Mum talking there about it's wanting good. space, yeah. And I write about it in Settlers in my book, and we had conversations about this mm. um, when I was writing it because I wanted to know uh, why did we move to like where we moved to, Ooh. kind of very white suburbia, yes. like on the you know edge of London. And you talked about the fact that space and having like not being kind of having a bit of a more spacious environment was more important to yes, you than any yes. sense of who the neighbours. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, and was it a more gentle like thought of yes, them as children? Plus his brothers yeah. were. And she was kind of like you were swimming to, upstream. Weren't my you? my my older son was going to school in Canterbury, and lot. mind you, I only came here when I was like. My forties, I think. Oh, yeah, really? no, I wasn't. No, yes, I came because they were going to. My oldest one was in boarding school, and you have to pick them from boarding school every two weeks or so for exam. So eventually, I, I we thought, yes, yeah. we'll come here, it and I will look after the children, and their dad will visit and mm. go back, and then it became like even more difficult to travel mm. right. like it is getting now, you know, the cost, everything. It's interesting. Then I got you know. a job at the Commonwealth, which was so good for me. Mm. And the Commonwealth. Commonwealth in, Secretariat. Right. Oh, fancy. Yes. Yes. So I was traveling and I would leave on very early in Chatham. Then yeah. finally we moved to Abbey Wood. Do you yep. cook, Jimmy? It's, Mum, do you want to answer that? <laughs> that? He does. He does. He does. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. son's cook. Is he a good cook? Yeah. cook? Did you teach him? The land somehow along the way, because I am not for buying food. I've got to say, one of my abiding childhood memories is her getting to the door, not even breaking strides. Yes. Like kicking off her shoes, putting on slippers, and then just walking straight to the kitchen. Straight into the kitchen. To like cook. Cook from scrap, like. From yeah, scrap. yeah. And there'd yeah. sometimes be things that that we could heat up, that you'd left, you'd cook at the weekend, this kind of notion of batch cooking yes. that, you know, um, has now been given a name, but it's, of course, the it's way that, food. like, it's just the way, like, <laughs> we eat. Yeah. Um, Mum is, is su I, I think she's doing herself a disservice. She's such a good cook. She's oh such my an goodness. innately talented cook. My life is cooking jollof rice for my like kids and then being like, did grandma make this? Or <laughs> <laughs> because, uh, because I just can't come close. So, I just oh can't. My God. No one can, I don't know how she does it. We're going to have to reverse a, this and I need sorry. to come to you she's so you can make this. Yes, cook. actually, if I had time, I was going to make a little bowl of jollof oh, rice. Yes. Oh, oh my God. God. She's kidding. She, do you know what? Good. I will bet you any money that there's some oil in her food. <laughs> <laughs> there's some vegetable oil. There's some Tupperware. Oh, I've got the there's probably like a base sauce <laughs> <laughs> for like some stew. Or um, Jimmy, how long have you been married? Mm. <laughs> Sorry, I've got a little bit of lamb neck. Lamb situation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
um, bit of a lamb neck situation. Flo- flossing, flossing with a bit of lamb neck. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've been married for 12 years. Oh, right, okay. Long time. Where did you yeah. get your wife? I was living in Bath. It's kind of quite damning, really, because it's probably the only time I've like moved away from home, like, really. Right. I took it quite lightly, and I was like, oh, yeah, I'll move to Bath for a year. It's not that far away, really. Mm-hmm. No, it's a couple of hours. Yeah, and like, but I was like, oh, well, I've moved away from like my mum, my family, Everything everyone I know. I know. And wide bath. Why, well, I think what? I found it quite, it was just for work. There was a job there at a, at a magazine. Mm-hmm. And so I'm in that state of like any kind of social connection I have. Right. Um, a friend of mine, a girl that I went to uni with, happened to be on a course in Bristol on the same course as Madeline, my wife. Right. We met at a party. Just clicked. Uh, yeah, massively just clicked. And I think what it was, was I wasn't long out of uni. Madeline's a bit older than me. She's like, um, God, I need to remember this. Four years older than me. God, I need to remember this. <laughs> yes. Which I obviously have a lot of fun with. Yeah, I've, yeah. My, I've my, basically been, My mum and Garfield have that as well. Yeah. Garfield calls himself my, hip, my toy boy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, He's man. 56. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm 60. Years. It's four years. Yeah, boy. you know, like, look. Oh, he says, yeah, but we're a different generation. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I do all that, yeah. Your generation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was just a young guy. He's a really I was young, a young guy. <laughs> ensnared by this older lady. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> I know the chat, all right? <laughs> um, no, but seriously, I I think there was something about... It's the best thing that happened to you. It, it massively oh, is. And wow. I think also it's like when you meet someone and it's kind of like the person that they make you become. And it was pretty instant. And I think a lot of people are like, where has this guy come from? Because I think previously I was very like... Yeah, I'm not going to settle down, and oh, like you know, I'm sort of like probably quite immature, really. Right. And I don't know. She just seemed she was so beautiful, so together, so like we just really kind of clicked. Sometimes when you meet the person, it's like oh, a kind yeah. of anchor. Isn't yeah. It? You sort of go, oh right, where yeah, have you been? Sort of and unlocks, you kind of know sort of something. something. Yeah. But mm. I also think what's important to say because people put a real onus on, oh, it's the person, and oh, we had the yes. spark, and oh, we had that. But I think it's. It's that notion of like growing together and also yes. adapting and kind of be- becoming a new person. Yeah, long-term I think, relationships, yeah, you've got to take all this massively. on board. And yeah, like with children as well and mm. like circumstances change. And I think it's not this benign thing that's like no. you meet the person and, and that's also, it, you're it's, in. Like, yeah, it's, not kind of mythology. Like, it's not mythology. Like, in, like, People like mythologise. Um, relationships, you know, everything is like that these days. Mm. It's like, oh, and I'm going to meet the one, it's going to be this incredible story. And it's like, you know, I'm I'm not being funny. Someone said Mm. to me one day, you know, how long have you been with Garfield? And I was like, 20 something years, whatever it was. And they said, oh, what is it like? That must be amazing. (laughs) Tell me what it's like. And I said, I just want him to get his own stuff. (laughs) Stop touching my stuff. Do you know what I mean? It's mine. That is my newspaper. Mine. That is my cup. The own cup. Why have you got my cup? It's so funny. Is that what love looks like? Because it really is. That is what love looks like. Like so many, like every relationship has these things, doesn't it? And you know, I always feel when I'm like talking about man to like my relationship oh you know really proud of it and we've been together for so long but I am always like you know oh he's sounding like this great guy and like Mads is there with like the receipts of like all the things <laughs> let me tell you a little bit about the truth all the annoying yeah. maddening things that I do when I'm like you know on my phone looking at my like fantasy football team yeah. and she's like trying to like engage me in something quite important Thank you. 
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. We have this huge family, but we didn't know anything about our ancestry until mm. we um, did a TV show. Yeah, yeah, oh, you did say I watched it. Oh, if you read my and I know that's this percentage of Nigerian in you. Yes, 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 thirty-eight percent. Yeah, my Nigerian friends were like, I knew it. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, <laughs> well, was, of course, of course, she is. But that Come was crazy on. for us to to know so much about our family and mm. our Caribbean and history and that. not know anything about our ancestry. Mm. You did a podcast where you were talking to people about their ancestry because. Now yeah. I'm obsessed, Jimmy. Yeah. I'm like, where are you from? People are like, well, I'm like, no, 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 but do you know anything else? Yeah. Do you know further back? Yeah. And actually, if you try and Google a lot of people, I'm constantly trying to find out Kano's ancestry. <laughs> I just cannot. <laughs> you just can't do it. No, people just, you don't see it's it. Like it's like, he is waves. Jamaican. Yeah, is yeah, that? yeah. So yeah. I wanted to know the kind of things you found out from people. Like yeah. The richness of ancestry. Yeah. And I think that's a really interesting part of it because I think for so long, people veiled themselves in certain identities or just said I'm from there and families hide all these secrets and there wasn't necessarily the the scrutiny or the interest to like learn like okay interest. like what is it like you know but obviously you're Nigerian yeah and, yeah yeah and I, I mean when I was young all yeah. uh, African kids would be uh, ashamed to say they yeah, were African yeah, you yeah. wanted to be Caribbean fully in the closet cool. yeah, yeah. Like people I speak to in my book there's an amazing moment where someone I'm interviewing who's talking about you know being in the closet as a mm. And, and the hilarious thing was that he was like, I felt like I couldn't quite say I was, pretend I was Jamaican. I had to claim like a different. Uh, it was what like, oh, I was what? like, oh, maybe what like, did he go for? Maybe, maybe, maybe Trini or like, you know, he was like, it was like, no one's going to, yeah, St. Lucia. Like, One of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, no one's going to believe that I'm Jamaican. But anyway, but then he said that he had this realization. I've got to shout him out because it's Nels Abbey, who's like an amazing writer and author in his own right. And he found out later in life that a lot of the kids who he thought of as his like Jamaican tormentors and they were bullying him for being African and they were like all these like, oh, shut up, I'm Jamaican, were not Jamaican. No, <laughs> oh and it's like, no. was anyone Jamaican? Was anyone actually Jamaican? Quite profound. But yeah, look, that, that is something that I, that I definitely wrote about in the book. 
Facebook and it's come yeah. up on the podcast. Yeah, and I think we're at a point now where there is this reveling in, oh, wow, where are you actually mm, from? You oh, are. do you know your ancestry? Mm. And, oh, can you speak the language? Mm. Or, oh, this is what we serve. This is what we yeah. eat. Yeah, people getting closer to yeah. it. It's I, important. I really, really think that there's there's so much of that. But, and the doorway um, to it is often food. Yeah, massively. Isn't it? That's yeah. a, you know, we talked about yeah, this when I came yeah. on your podcast. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> the doorway to so understanding much of oneself so much. Yeah. is yeah. so often food. Yeah. Yeah, and like, yeah, the amount of people, you know, Big Zoo, Nadia, we've had so many people on there now that talk about their own journeys with it. Yeah. People that have got really interesting stories. Like, I remember um, Evelyn Mock, who grew up in Scandinavia. Oh, I uh, But is East Asian heritage. Mm -hmm. But then her parents, they were already, they met in like, India so they were like a diaspora there and so she's got all these layered like identities and that's what I loved kind of hearing about yeah. from you because it's like the different influences that you pick yeah. up and, the and I think it's in, you know you're, you're saying you know there was a point where people just were constantly looking forward mm. and I think that was about survival yeah you know there, there was no time to sit down and luxuriate in yeah. an idea yeah, yeah. of heritage yeah. and what that might mean as it echoes down yeah, through yeah, the ages yeah. and how we feel it in our bones Wherever very lucky generation yeah, yeah. to be able to take this time because we've got I feel like we've got time mm, yeah, yeah, and people yeah. didn't necessarily have time yeah I know what you mean yeah and I know this was very prevalent in the Caribbean community and it was very prevalent in Nigerian communities that you wanted your children to be able to you know to pass essentially like well, you know yes. people getting like English names and like you know that mm -hmm. came mum from a point of like we understand what you're going to be up against oh, yes. yeah but then that, of course, like, there are reverberations in terms well, of identity. Well, because it makes you strangers to your parents. Yeah. You yeah. know, my dad wanted all of that for us. And then he was horrified that he had these English kids. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah. who were just like, what? <laughs> no. You know, he was like, oh, my God, yeah, what yeah, is yeah. happening? Why yeah. aren't you just like, doing, are why you? are you so yeah. disobedient? Yeah. Why are you so rude? Why are you wearing that dress? <laughs> and where do you think you're going? Do you know what I mean? All of that stuff, it makes, yeah. it means you then have to kind of renegotiate a new a, a kind of meeting with your mm. with your parents and yeah, with your family yeah, yeah, yeah. but that's yeah. a second generation thing mm. yes it is well it's a i think it's a first generation migrant thing like the first mm. lot of people born in the new place yeah 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 take on yeah. this new nationality identity yeah and then the people that have brought them are just like well, what is that yeah. you know it doesn't make any what sense what was it like from your point of view mum like kind of when no, we like know. even to this day it's kind of you know you're always ribbing me for using long words that, that you don't even understand in my, in my articles. I, I my long some of it words, like, my okay, long you brought words. them up in this country yeah, and they have no choice other than to behave like. Yeah. But there are red lines you cannot cross where I come from. Uh -huh. And, you know, they were well grounded in that in my home. Yes. Of course, you'll always get one that is rebellious. Yes. But still now, coming back, everybody has come to realize that that fundamental culture mm -hmm. that was imbibed into them is actually making them the better people they are. Right. Mm. It takes a while, though, because you yes. have to come back round to understand yeah, yeah. it. You just, yes. I really resented it. Mm. when I was much younger, mm, yeah. you know, because I just wanted to be a little white girl, basically. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I was lucky. In, they, they lived here, they went to primary school, yeah, mm. they went to secondary. But once you leave that 
workplace, you come back home, mm -hmm. behave yourself. Yeah. <laughs> then Esther Ranze came about, you know, if they hit you, you report them. Oh, yeah, she threatened me. If you yeah. do that, you're not coming home again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going with them. So choose. Choose, choose me or Esther. <laughs> Mikita used to have that child line number. Yeah, oh, memorize no. it. She said, oh, I'm yeah, calling child line. Oh, yeah. Please call child line. very prevalent. I'm exhausted. We and also, we kept receiving visitors from. Nigeria, where mm. right. they had to show respect, they yes. had to mm. yeah, that's true. deal, they had yeah, to yeah, run yeah. errands for them. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it came to me one day, a friend came and she was <laughs> sitting upstairs and she wanted tea and tea. So I was calling JJ. Jimmy. That's what, that's what my friend yeah. called me, JJ. 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 Yeah. And um, <laughs> he was asking, Mom, what's wrong with her? Does she think, you know, we're houseboys here or something? <laughs> I said, No, she's coming from Nigeria. So I had no, to go no. up and tell her. DIY, you do, do it yourself, yourself. here. Yes, right. they are not Iran boys. You can, mm. you call them once, they'll be respectful. And I said, okay. Mm. So she never called never from called, upstairs. Never called from from upstairs, upstairs again. Oh. Did you go to church? Because mm -hmm. I always wanted yeah. to. She didn't like. It. She wasn't interested. Mm. But I well, was, no, we did. Yeah. Mom, was that very important still, in your life? Still, still to yeah. church. He yeah, used to read so brilliantly in church. Oh, did you? Look at his little face. Little proud nod. Yeah. Yeah, of course, mum doesn't know that. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> yes, I knew. This has been going on for three hours. When do we get to oh, go home? Oh, so long. Oh, no, yeah. I, I love it. But, yeah, and I, and I used to think, I used to, like, sort of play possum or, like, pretend to still be asleep in bed. <laughs> yeah. And I'd be like, I think we've missed church. I think no, I've done no, it. It's no. too late for us to go. And I'd think, and I'd be sort of there, like, yes, I think I've got away with it. And mum's like, That's you better get yourself day. dressed. We're running late. Oh, and yeah. I'd be like, yeah. And do you still have it? Do you have a church now in yes, South East London? Yes, I still London? do. Actually, it's the same church like um, Stephen Lawrence, mum. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yes, Doreen Lawrence. 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 Yes, Lawrence Doreen. Went to, yeah. And we have a, a thing of um, mm. Stephen. window of Stephen. Yeah. How beautiful. Oh. But, but I will say, uh, through writing the book and also doing the podcast, and you learn how vital those connections and communities yeah. that often yeah. came through religion were mm -hmm. or are continue to be to like establishing yourself and finding a community and like Melissa Hemsley was like on the podcast and she was talking about mm -hmm. her mum who's from Thailand and mm -hmm. how that was the entry point to like mm -hmm. find all these people that haven't got anyone and when haven't you, got connection yeah. no, and it's, important. it's food you learn about jobs you mm -hmm. you kind of people are kind of brought to heal they're looked after and kind of mm -hmm. so for all my like youthful mm -hmm. cynicism I think I've just gone on such a journey with it and like you know with I, faith I, yeah yeah massively I thought yeah, it was interesting because yeah. your, your book is like food faith culture yeah, yeah, yeah. and I thought those are three big headlines mm, there yeah. and I, I really like that those mm. are the three that you picked because yeah. you could have gone in any kind of direction yeah yeah well look in, in, in the book itself I, I you know delve into other ones that kind of maybe cross over with those core ones but I thought to me you know, faith is so hugely important. If we th mm -hmm. if we think about like African diaspora in particular, mm -hmm. but then also that story really intersected with the Caribbean uh, community yeah. and diaspora. And I read one of the most kind of harmful and memorable stings of like oppression that you know post Windrush arrivance faced was that when they went to church and they expected like oh, a Christian yeah. welcome. Yes, yes. And they were like, you know, yeah. that, there was no sanctuary from the racism yeah. no, they were and facing. And so that's where 
house meetings started and that's where like black majority churches start from really and it's kind of yeah formed in like solidarity because like you're not able to even like you know it's still like that somehow today you know so i have in that church where i go and people ask me are you ever are you going back home yes yes I don't know if they still think like that. Mm. So they wouldn't think like that now because I'm perhaps even more British than so. <laughs> <laughs> so. But you still feel, again, that idea of like going home. Like you still don't still feel, have. you don't still think of, you, do you think of the UK as your home? No, I still sort of. feel like, you know, I was asking myself that same question, where is home? Mm. And you can look at it from different perspectives. Home it could be where you enjoy the best food that you like, the comfort food. For me, my children are here. Even when I go home, I begin to feel like, come on, go back. You know, you don't belong here. But my sense inside of me is always telling me, like, my home, 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 mm. where I feel home, home, home. It's Lagos. Yeah. <laughs> it's Lagos. Yeah. Lagos. Yeah. I can home, be home, myself. Home, home, home. home, home, home. home. That's different to home. Yeah. 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 Home, home, yeah. Obviously, Lagos and Nigeria mean something to me. And, like, you know, I didn't go for years and years. See, we, because, I've never been. We've never been. Yeah. No, I really yeah. want to But, I mean, I wonder what it's what it's like for you with, like, Antigua and going, like, you know, back. Well, or, this, like, is the, this is the crazy thing. We went to do the show mm. and I thought, oh, God, I'm going to come back so Antiguan. And then yeah. came back going, well, not even bloody Antiguan. So it was a real trip for me yeah, because yeah, I saw yeah. Car- um, my Caribbean heritage as, as my ancestry. Mm. And mm. it's such a short story. Yeah, such yeah, a yeah. Short Story yeah, that you give yourself. Such yeah, and then when you when it started unfolding. Also for me, d- discovering it at the same time as my at the time fifty eight year old mother. Mm. It was also we were just how do how have we never asked just this just, one other question of but, but, where yeah, in Africa yeah, are we yeah, from? Yeah, yeah, but because yeah, we yeah. people don't know. No. But that's what we were just talking about the luxury of yeah, taking yeah, time true. and having to have, being able to have yeah, these conversations. Have these I remember things. realizing also like I showed my mum. I don't know how you feel about this, Nick. I showed my mum this old Pathé news footage Mm. of Antigua. And it was just terrible. You know, the voiceover Mm. was just like, Mm. these people are so musical. (laughs) And, uh, you know, it was just awful patronising terrible stuff. And me and Makita were getting really uh, angry watching this thing. Scott really were really annoyed. And my mum just shrugged her shoulders and went, Mm. that's just how it was. And I realised that generationally... Anger is a luxury. Mm. But my mum's generation they didn't have time like for that, that yeah, stuff. Yeah, they yeah. had work to do. They had yeah. kids yeah. to bring up. They had yeah, stuff to do. Yeah. to survive. For that. Yeah. Their feelings yeah. didn't really come into yeah. it as yeah. far as they were concerned, yeah, you know? Definitely. So I think that's yeah. really... I think she's a luxury of being... It's angry. the luxury yeah. of being able to be angry and express it out. Yeah, the luxury of outrage. The luxury of outrage. It's quite a modern thing, isn't it? Outrage. It is. It is. We even say... You know, when we had conversations about... Uh, throughout the writing of the book and like well generally why certain decisions were made why we moved to these places and like interact like facing racism interactions with the police and things like that and yeah. you were mm. you know obviously you you told us that it was there and it existed but there was this kind of feeling of like don't focus yeah. like it's eyes not, on the prize you're not there with that yeah mm. exactly don't yeah, even put you your don't eyes on yeah. yes but i do think one of the things that really like writing the book really clarified for me mm. was that 
you look at it historically, and there's the Caribbean community in the UK, in this country, in terms of their story, they were decades ahead in yeah. terms of their experience and their treatment, mm. particularly to do with education, f things that you're facing with law enforcement, things like that. And so uh, West Africans came. It was almost like the Caribbeans were like, look, we've been here a while. <laughs> right. Here's what's happening. <laughs> And then it was like a lot of the West Africans, some of this, some of this. Uh, Don't go with um, uh, You know, there was this rift like between the communities. Like mm -hmm, they yes. arrived and they were like, yeah. we don't want to hear it. We're going to do our own thing. We're going to like focus. And I just think fundamentally what it really pointed out to me was like, oh my God, those groups, if they could have just spoken to each other each and engaged other. with each other, there was so much to learn, I think, on both sides. But, and support. But even, support. But even yeah, now, yeah, yeah. When, we were, when we went to um, camp, oh, oh, Irika. Um, Irika. Ah, Irika. Okay. Um, and she has this beautiful place. I can't believe it. Ngozi. It's mm. called the Ngozi mm. Cultural mm. Centre. Ngozi. It's in Barbados, up in oh, the... Amazing. Yes, well, it's the actually in the south. Yes, yeah, yeah. And... She was talking, we went and had this beautiful day with them and we just found out we were Nigerian. <laughs> so it was quite a day. And uh, she was talking about the fact that even oh, there yeah. in Barbados, the Caribbean people, she is shunned for wearing traditional African right. clothes and yeah, for talking yeah. about African ancestry. Yeah, and I think yeah, yeah. a lot of Caribbean people don't want to think about yeah. it because there's a lot of pain. It's painful. Because what came yeah, in between they want to turn away right, from it, yeah. is so painful. It's so painful. Yeah, yeah. Doc Brown, who was on Where's Home Really, oh, was yeah. on the show, amazing, Ben Bailey-Smith. And he was talking about... Yeah, as you say, that pain and that turmoil and that trauma formed like a new distinct identity that's yes. connected to like African identity. But I think there is something, you know, that impact culturally, like I, I find that really fascinating. I hadn't really thought about it till he pointed it out, mm. that there's that there's something in that kind of almost bullishness of no, we're gonna like establish our, new our own thing. Shit. Yeah, we're gonna yeah. create our own yeah. thing. Mm. And it's got but that's what survival does, because survival is about the immediate yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no matter yeah. what it is you're yeah. surviving, you don't have time to be thinking yeah. about all the frills. Yeah. It's just about the immediate now. You write, of course, mm. and uh, we're, yeah. we're desperate to read Settlers, actually. I'm mm. hoping you'd bring a copy. Oh, God. <laughs> I've got one. That's the, that's oh, the gift one. that I should have brought. I absolutely love your writing, particularly your... Uh, critique oh, um, and I wanted to know if you've ever felt any guilt over a review uh, yeah I, it's, I it's such I a have. powerful yeah, thing to yeah. be a restaurant and critic and it's a strange form of criticism isn't it because they're businesses like you know I've written about music in the past mm -hmm. and TV and I've done book reviews and film reviews and it's different somehow because yeah. it's uh, and I think fundamentally and a lot of other critics talk about this but like there's those places where it's like I would never, uh, uh, you sort of almost do want to punch up. Like you want to sort of like the places that- well, bring the big guys down. Yeah, the, places <laughs> that, the places that are deserving, I think, of the really negative like or damning reviews are the ones <laughs> that are conning people, right? Yes, that right. aren't very good, right. big enough and like broad shouldered enough to bear it. Yeah. If you're like, if somebody's like got some misguided desire to like open a restaurant and it's not great, yeah. you just kind of like, I don't know, tell people rather than say broadcasting yeah, it and damning to, them with, yeah. You don't need to bring them down. Yeah, right. so, so I do, I definitely do, which yeah, you know. kind of feel the the, the I power do, of it, and I think it? that's why it's kind of like important to be to be sure, to be right, to be like rigorous. Like I don't know, it's it's a funny one though, isn't it? Because and post pandemic, it's quite interesting because there's a real there was a real onus in the pandemic on 
positivity mm-hmm. and not yes. really doing negative reviews. But then, of course, I think a lot of people read the reviews because of that tension of when you start reading it, you don't know whether it's, it's going to be good yeah, or going to be bad. Wanna... And we've all been out and had a terrible experience and you kind of want justice, don't you? You kind of, like, <laughs> you kind of can't be, you're just like, people need to know about yeah. this. You really do. You want to sort of go like vigilante. So I think that, I think it's important to keep an element of that truth. Mm. But I do, I don't take it lightly at yeah, all. I, I definitely do try to like, just think, is it interesting and is it worth saying that this place isn't good? Isn't what people think yes. it is? Isn't good value? Oh, isn't... you pick all the restaurants that you do? Yeah. Oh, fun. Yeah, yeah, so you much. have a job where you never know every day whether you're going to fall in love again? Yeah, 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 no. And I think that's what's exciting. And I think I almost have to ask myself, like, if something's a bit too much of a foregone conclusion, either way, if I kind of am like, I'm, this is just not going to be good. I think that tension's really important, where it's like, it could be great or it yeah, could be course, horrendous. You, every like, time you sit down, it's like If it's like too that. much of a foregone conclusion. But yeah, yeah like, like, either like way, like, it's, you yeah, know it's going to be, yeah, you, know, you, you don't know, need to like, do another yeah. Michelin yeah. star. But exactly. Yeah, I tell yeah. my mum, I think as a chef, she's mm. not a restaurant critic or mm. food critic, she's mm. a chef. I tell her that she needs to manage her expectations. Mm. I don't agree. Because <laughs> even if we're at, in the airport, no. some bad flight, she'd be like, the beef was slightly overdone. We're on a plane. No. I do not. I am not. Oh, I do love and that. And I'm like, or service I stations. think I'm probably a little bit like right. sometimes. I'm, like, I'm just like, I don't want to eat it because it's not mm. nice. But like, I'm like, not... look where we are. This is the best it's going to be. Mm. Not everything can be That's... hot, buttered, but toasted, grilled. She's like, I think they should have just grilled it a bit more. Yes, so I'm not a so food kind of... snob. No, it's not food snobbery. It's you expect too much. <laughs> you asked about me taking my mum to restaurants. I have to go yeah. quite carefully. She'll be, <laughs> yeah. she'll be going straight into the kitchen to it, complain. Yeah, because my, no, but my grandmother, um, Nanny, who's upstairs she doesn't really like restaurants no she's not into it and I think it might be her generation when they came here as well can you imagine what restaurants were like in England yeah, in the seventies? Yeah, yeah. They, you know, a lot, a lot of old, that generation. Out. Um, like Garfield's dad, he calls, he still calls it outside food. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't eat outside food. He doesn't like it. He will eat pizza in one place in Stoke <laughs> or he will have a steak in one other place, and that's your lot. That's his outside food. He'll eat food if I've cooked it, but he needs yeah, to know who's yeah, cooked yeah. it, where they were when We've, they cooked it. I've written about this multiple times, but yeah, the, there's a great irony to the fact that I'm a restaurant critic. <laughs> Raised by a woman who is just well, a little bit suspicious, bit suspicious of the entire enterprise. But I get it. But I get it. Look, seriously, I, I get it because I think so much about a restaurant, I think culturally, and I realise it when, when I'm like, oh, yeah, mum, we need to go to this place. It's like, oh, yeah, you need to be there at this time. It can only be this many people. Yeah. They only have these things. Like, you know, there's such Suddenly like the there's such like stricture to it that yeah. is so in opposition to the way that we eat, the yes. way that we kind of like enjoy and what, food. And what's, that... what's great about food. Exactly. Yeah. We took my mum to um, Cold Drops Yard. There's a mm. restaurant there. I can't remember what it's called, but they have the little Conroe grills and you grill your own yeah, little yeah. skewers of Harry food. Am. That's it. Harry took am. my mum. Not happy. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, wait, you've got to cook your own food. <laughs> She, they, they brought it on a thing and I said, no, it's not supposed to be fun. She was like, what's fun about that? <laughs> well, I wanted to cook my own food. Like, stay <laughs> home and cook my own food. Like your mum and my mum. And she looked off. at the name mm. of the bill and she was like, what? Yeah, and I yeah, stood yeah. here and had to cook it myself. Yeah. Work the little grill things to make sure the restaurant yeah. didn't get smoky. She was like, it's exhausting. <laughs> Why are people paying money? Yeah, she just yeah, is yeah. not into it. No, you couldn't understand but there's, it. there's a lot of that. And I yeah. think there is that... Um, 
I think it's good to have like a healthy amount of cynicism to these things. It's like there's so many restaurants. How do you even begin uh, to decide? I think for the evening standard, new places are quite important. But having mm. said that, I like to like throw in a curveball that's not necessarily new, but there's an interesting story. Like last year, I did a fish and chip shop uh, in Holborn. The oh yeah, the poshy one. The one that's like got the amazing sort of time warp interior. Yes, um, and like red light. Fryer's Delight. Oh, yeah. that place been there forever. Iconic, yeah. yeah. And so it, it was prompted by the fact that fish and chip shops were under real threat yes. because of cost of living crisis, um, rising oil costs, white fish costs had gone up like because of the conflict in Ukraine, the war in Ukraine. Oh and so I thought, oh, that's a really interesting story. And it was nice. It was a nice vehicle to kind of write about the fish and chip shop yeah. kind of thing. And so okay. I like to throw those in the mix. But generally, it's kind of what's exciting. Where are people talking you're about? Very I, I generous like to, about it. I as like well. to vary it because I before we'd even met, I messaged you and I yeah, said, I've yeah. got to go out next week, <laughs> yeah. and I don't know where to go. And you sent me a really yeah, comprehensive yeah, yeah. list. Yeah. You were like, that one's good. You'll probably yeah. like that one. It's a bit outside. You yeah, might not want to go yeah, there. Yeah. And I was like, that was so kind. Yeah. Well, I think also you know me. Yeah, the, inv yeah. the invoice is, is on the way. <laughs> <laughs> I literally was like, I can't believe I just messaged that. No, but I feel like Jimmy could be like you, where you just... That you also I couldn't do... help myself. I was <laughs> yeah, just exactly. like, I want her to have a good time. Because yeah. it's Andy. I Andy's wouldn't have, just... I like... wouldn't have sent that reply to everyone. No, absolutely. But, but um, also, you probably do just love it. Yeah, like you're, I do. You're interested. I do, yeah. If you're plugged into that world and you kind of know yeah. those places. And I think also it's kind of like the way so many of us, if you're into restaurants, you're into food, it's like how we communicate. Like, oh, have you been there? Oh yes, my God, I went right. there, you gotta try this. I take a lot of people with me mm. that aren't necessarily in the food world right. and aren't, don't know chefs or do. don't know. And I think that's quite important. So yeah. I'm trying to have like an approximation of like, you know, that that cynicism about having to cook your own dinner, basically, <laughs> yeah. at a grill <laughs> for a lot of that. money <laughs> is what you need because yes. your readers aren't necessarily, you know, necessarily connected or in that world. So mm, yes. fundamentally, you're trying to create a version of the experience that readers yeah. and future diners will be having. And so if it's like some stilted thing where it's someone you don't really know. You're not um, awful. Yeah. You do, I you got, do this I got, job for free. If you could just sit and read menus for a job. You yeah, but it's still a <laughs> job. Yeah. It's still work. It's it is the kind of work that people think isn't yeah, work. Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. still really hard work. But yeah. all, a lot of the work we do, people think it's not work. Yeah, it's hard massively, work. Yeah. They think TV presenting is not really yeah. work. They think you just yeah, like yeah, knock yeah. it out. It's like, it's yeah. really hard work actually. Yeah, and it's a craft. It's a skill. You have to know what you're doing. Where was it you went? You know, somewhere in Asia? Oh my god! In the car when we drove across mm. Asia, Nikki, yeah. how did you see that? All our family, From all our vaults. family, were like, we can't wait to see this. <laughs> yeah, we went all round Asia. It was together was in a car. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll we never do it again. To... It was a wonderful experience. Thank but you wasn't that? Didn't that in some ways kind of kickstart this new phase of like working together Absolutely. on screen yeah. and, and doing do you know the documentary and in our relationship? Oh. Because we had to decide. Right. We're in this tiny little car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, it was day two and we were looking at each other like, we're really getting on my nerves, right? And we looked at each other and we went, okay, this so gonna we're going to do yeah, the... Yeah, yeah, we hadn't even yeah. left Thailand yet. Yeah, we had yeah. all of Thailand to do, yeah, all yeah. of Cambodia yeah. and all of Vietnam. Yeah, we were two days in. It was yeah. like just getting breakfast at the airport and she complained. We just, yeah, exactly. I was just like, oh, what am I going? Okay. No, no, so, no, the breakfast But we just had to decide... 
that we were going to learn how to listen to each other mm. better and mm. be more patient yeah. and find a strategy to yeah, get through. Yeah, it was yeah. a tiny little calm. Yeah, we were in yeah, there for like yeah. 12 hours a day. Amazing. Like two weeks. And, and I it think really it really helped us. Yeah. yeah. It helped yeah. us. And then I think that's maybe why we started working together because mm. our relationship really just got into it a great bloomed. place. Yeah, that. it was yeah. Amazing. amazing. But it was like some sort of weird form of brutal Russian therapy. therapy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, I think, but I think like, say like thinking about when we all get together as a family sometimes it's the things like driving somewhere me getting you from the airport the brothers assembling to help you pack or whatever like those are the times when you when you sort of go through the fire of like being a bit like oh my god and we're just having a go at her i love that the chaos and it's just yeah but then you come through i'm the only one i do the cooking and i have to pack in such a way like i don't spill the food by the time i get there and they're all like looking at them where is she where is she so you take food back I'll take to whatever occasion it was. Oh, oh right. So this yes, isn't going to Lagos. This is just this going is just to, leaving the house, going yeah, yeah, to a party. Yeah. This is just going to a party. Yeah. You say yes. you walk with food all the time. Uh, he told you I might have oil in my oil car. in your bag. <laughs> you know what? Just somebody once went in my bag and they said, "What is this?" And I said, "What is it?" And there was a courgette yeah. and an avocado. Mm. And they said, "What was that?" And I went, "Oh yeah, I was going to make a salad." <laughs> I forgot. So I've been walking around for about oh two days God. with a courgette and avocado in my bag. Yeah, it's awesome. yeah. It was a nice courgette. But she's, a always, courgette. she's always right. That is the maddening thing. As her, like, you know, pesky, annoying, very English sons, mm. speaking for myself here, being mm. like, Mum, this is too much. I told it's you like, not to no, do too no, much. No, 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 Oh, my See. God, what have you... And, like, we're unloading the car. Like, the amount of times, like, there's been, like, an, a party or a kid's party or a function or event. Same. There's a knock at the door. I open the door and Mum's not even there. There's just, like... There's just pots. <laughs> It's just a giant pot of jollof. I'm like, jollof. wow, the jollof walked in. She's just like beckoning me over to the car. Like, there's go more. and get this, carry yeah, this. Yeah, I'm like, there's more, more. more. But you know, I, I But then, just... yeah, my point is she's always right. And she's you know how much like... you need to cook for a party. Yeah, yeah, People yeah. always People... see you thinks I make too much. Yeah, yeah. She stopped doing it now, but for her yeah. whole life, yeah. it's like so embarrassing because yeah, I'm always yeah, cooking. Yeah, yeah. Take cake, taking chicken. Why do you have to take chicken everywhere? Embarrassed. Yes, yeah. embarrassed. And then everybody takes to a man. Exactly. And, you're like, and I haven't got anything at home because I've <laughs> because brought it Because everybody's yeah, got it all. She's just got a messy kitchen You've to got deal with. So well, I'm so pleased Sorry, that you brought Nikki to our table. Oh, oh so good to meet you. Thank you. you. I was always your fan, honestly. Oh. Even before. The, well, I'm your fan now. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to taste your job. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. I mean, I could have this I've got so much more to talk about. I know. Our first mum. She's lovely, Jimmy's Nikki. mum. And I really enjoyed meeting her. And I just always loved seeing Jimmy. I loved talking to Jimmy. And what was interesting is I had all these things that I wanted to discuss with him about the industry we're both in yeah. and all this kind of stuff I'd really, really thought about. I didn't talk about anything. <laughs> I, no. I just love the way his mind works. I could have done even more chat with him about yeah. some of the ancestral things that he, we were talking about. I um, I also particularly enjoyed her talking about <laughs> when they came home, they needed to behave. I wouldn't have messed around but, with Nikki. No, you don't want to mess around no with Nikki. She's absolutely kind and loving and just sweet and she's got like a, such a chitchy face. I love a chitchy face. <laughs> a chitchy face. She's a bit and we all wore blue and it felt like we were all sort of in the same water together. When I meet women like that, you know, she 
brought three boys up on her own. I brought you up for 10 years on my own and I was exhausted. Mm-hmm. I'm a bit like these people are like warrior yeah. empress kind of, you know, trailblazing human dynamos. Yeah. You cannot underestimate what that took. Left her first home, came to this country yes, with three... in her 40s. In her 40s. Three you young know? boys and just yeah. raised them up and moved around the city and found the right places. For- it's a really interesting thought, isn't it, that people from a diaspora never hesitate to move on. Mm. They're like, okay, this is what we need now. Let's go get it. This isn't working anymore. It, it, let's get out. Let's of move. Let's do. Mm. Let's go to the next place until we get it right. I mean, you when we left West London and went to East London. Well, so, <laughs> yeah. that was a bit. What an adventure! <laughs> what an adventure that was. It bloody was. Changed everything. It did. Thank you, Nikki. Thank you, Jimmy. Yeah. I want more mums now. I want Joloff. I'm going around there, you know. Are you going to go around and get Nikki Joloff? I want. I would. I also want to get her to show me how she makes her jollof because I've got a feeling it's a little magic thing. Yeah, but exactly, Miss, she might want to keep that magic to herself. No, she just said I could go over her Oh, <laughs> Don't worry, I've already arranged it. <laughs> Actually, I'm already <laughs> getting a date in the diary. I've got her number, okay? It's okay. On. All right then, Mum. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 